Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam conference call. Um, today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadrik Sarva, Sarva Das Prabhu from Mayapur, India uh, to enlighten us on verse 20, chapter 5 of Canto 5. Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glory to Sri Guru. Please accept my mother, Jai Shri Prabhupada. Uh, Prabhuji, um, if you are ready, you can take over the call, Prabhu. Yes, thank you very much. Today we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 5, Text 20. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayat Nashna Prayesha Bhaddesho Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttam Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki <coughs> So I'll read the Sanskrit <coughs> synonyms translation of Srila Prabhupada's purport. Tasmat Bhavanta Radhyena Jata Sarve Mahiham Sammamum Sanabham Akrishta Buddha Bharatam Bhajadvam Sushushanam Tadbaranam Bhajanam Sinam Stasmat, therefore, because I am the Supreme, Bhavanta, you, Pradayena, from my heart, Jata, born, Sarve, all, Mahiyam Sam, the best, Amum, that, Sanabham, brother, Akrishta Buddha, with your intelligence, without material contamination. Bharatam, Bharata, Majadvam, just try to serve Shushushanam, service, Tat, Dat, Bharanam Prajanam, ruling over the citizens. Translation, my dear boys, we are all born of my heart, which is the seat of all spiritual qualities. Therefore, you should not be like materialistic and envious men. You should accept your eldest brother, Bharat, who is exalted in devotional service. If you engage yourselves in Bharat service, your service to him will include my service and you will rule the citizens automatically. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In this verse, the word Hridaya indicates the heart, which is also called Ura, the chest. Your heart is situated within the chest and although instrumentally, the son is born with the aid of the genitals, he is actually born from within the heart. According to the heart situation, the semen takes the form of a body. Therefore, according to the Vedic system, when one begets a child, his heart should be purified through the ritualistic ceremony known as Garbhadhan. Rishabdev's heart was always uncontaminated and spiritual. Consequently, all the sons born from the heart of Rishabdev were spiritually inclined. Nonetheless, Rishabdev suggested that his eldest brother was superior. He advised the others to serve him. All the brothers of Bharat Maharaj were advised by Rishabdev to adhere to Bharat's service. The question may be asked why one should be attached to family members, for in the beginning it was advised that one should not be attached to home and family. However, it is also advised, One has to serve the Mahiyan, one who is very spiritually advanced. By serving the Mahat, the exalted devotee, one's path for liberation is open. The family of Rishabdev should not be compared to an ordinary materialistic family. Bharat Maharaj, Rishabdev's eldest son, was specifically very exalted. For this reason, the other sons were advised to serve him for his pleasure. That was to be their duty. The Supreme Lord was advising Bharat Maharaj to be the chief ruler of the planet. This is the real plan of the Supreme Lord. In the Battle of Kurukshetra, we find that Lord Krishna wanted Maharaj Yudhishthira to be the supreme emperor of this planet. He never wanted Duryodhan to take the post. As stated in the previous verse, Lord Vishabdev's heart is Hridayam, Yatra Dharma. The characteristic Dharma is also explained in Bhagavad Gita. Surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. To protect Dharma, Paritranaya Sadhanam, Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 4, Text 8. The Lord always wants the ruler of the earth to be a devotee. Then everything goes on nicely for the benefit of everyone. As soon as a demon rules the earth, everything becomes chaotic. At the present moment, the world is inclined toward the democratic process 
But the people in general are all contaminated by the modes of passion and ignorance. Consequently, they cannot select the right person to head the government. The president is selected by the votes of ignorant shudras. Therefore, another shudra is elected, and immediately the entire government becomes polluted. If people strictly followed the principles of Bhagavad Gita, they would elect a person who is the Lord's devotee, and automatically there would be good government. Vishabdev therefore recommended Bharat Maharaj as the emperor of this planet. Serving a devotee means serving the Supreme Lord, for a devotee always represents the Lord. When a devotee is in charge, the government is always congenial and beneficial for everyone. Oma jnana timirandasya jnana jana shalakaya chakshurun militan jena tasmai shi gurave nama ukam karati vachalam pangum rangayate girim yakripa tamaham bande shi gurum dinataranam bande nantad buddhashwayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nichopi Yat Prasadat Sad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Dittananda Maham Nami Sarvananda Karamparam Harinama Pradam Devam Mabaduta Shiramanim Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Garadhar Shiva Sadi Gaur Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Pancha Kopatu Bhishta Kripa Sindhu Bhavacha Patitanam Bhavani Bhyo Namo Namaha. So, this is a very nice verse. Srila Prabhupada talks about many different diverse subjects in this purport, so I thought let us go through them one by one if we have time to cover everything. The first point he makes in the purport, very interesting thing, he said that the sun is actually born from within the heart, and the material body is simply the instrument for such a thing to impregnate one's wife and to create progeny begins with the heart. This is called in Vedic parlance uh, Garbhadhan Sanskar. Garbhadhan means giving the embryo. Dhan, giving the garba, the embryo. So that ceremony is actually a festival. It's not like the lusty behavior of non-devotee materialistic lusty people who you know, find out three or four months later, gee, honey, I'm pregnant. They have no intention to create progeny. But the purpose of Garbhadhan Sanskara is to consciously perform the act to call a pious soul into one's family. And Srila Prabhupada mentions that they're waiting. Demigods are waiting to be born in the family of devotees and they're extraordinary children born in their families. Here in Mayapur, some devotees from uh, Puri uh, did a big Jagannath festival. And they had some Puri Pandas and different families there. And there was this young man, 10 years old, sings like a complete angel, plays harmonium like a pro, plays mridanga like a pro, recites Shastra like the wind. And the kid's 10 years old. He's not an ordinary soul. So there's souls like that that come into devotee families who have purified their heart. And this is a principle of Garbhadhan Sanskara. It's a festival. It's not that a husband or wife becomes lusty and a child is born unknowingly or at an inopportune time, as we read in Srimad Bhagavatam <coughs> about the appearance of Harani Kashipu and uh, Hiranyaksha. Diti became very overwhelmed by lust and she approached her husband who warned her this is a very unauspicious time. Uh, just wait for a better time. But she couldn't wait and the result was that two divaniac souls were born. Of course, we understand that is also Lord's Leela. Jai Vijay appeared as, uh, in these two terrible demons who terrorized the universe. But the principle is there for everyone to learn. It's there in Bhagavatam that one should plan. This is actual family planning. You know, a materialistic person to do all kinds of demoniac things to deny access to the soul for, to have a home. In other words, to get a material body. All kinds of self family planning methods, uh, contraception are used. And uh, some completely demoniac people just oh pregnant no problem go to the doctor kill the baby not a big deal what to do accidents happen 
let's move on with life. I don't want to spoil my figure, spoil my tennis game. So, so many demoniac things happen because of lust. But Krishna conscious family planning means to find a proper day, proper nakshatra, proper titi, worship the Lord, and husband and wife lovingly unite and call, appeal to the Lord, you please send your devotee. <clears throat> and amazing devotees come to this world on that account. This was Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's prayer. You please send one of your own entourage, a ray of Vishnu. I don't, of course, this is his lila, but he was praying, I don't feel competent to deliver the world. You please send your personal associate, part of your own Antara Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Antaraj. And this is, of course, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, who's not part of this world. We, we pray, Hey Guru, Jnana Dadina Bandhu, Swananda Data, Kuranaya Kusindo, Vrindavana Asina, Hitavatara, Prasida Radha Panaya Prasada. He's Vrindavana Asina, Hitavatara. He's descended from the spiritual world. He's come from there, here, to take us back there to the kingdom of God. And by, by what? Prasida Radha Pranaya Prachar by preaching the message of Lord Krishna for the pleasure of Srimati Radharani. So Prabhupada asks us to, to do this Garbhadana Sanskar. This is ideal Grihastha life. Of course, not everyone is able to do that for one reason or another. Many different obstacles are there, but we preach, we, we, we should, I should say we teach the highest standard because Srila Prabhupada did and his recommendation was that husband and wife should both spend the day chanting japa, meditating on the Lord, chant minimum 50 rounds that day, and come before the Lord, offer a little arti. Husband and wife, uh, with proper consciousness, dress nicely, clean clothes, and they unite in a, in a mood of service, in a mood of loving service, not of overwhelmed by lust, doing something they really didn't mean to do, but intentionally, prayerfully, calling to the Lord, you please send your devotee. So this is a very important thing for the benefit of human society because uh, Krishna says in Bhagavad-dharma, I am that karma that is not contrary to religious principles. So this is the principle behind dharma virutu. Dharma virutu, this is the principle of serving the Lord using one's body to call devotee into one's family. So it's an important thing for the well-being of human society because when women become corrupt by corrupt men or corrupted by corrupt men, that the result is varnasankara, this unwanted population who become drug addicts and thieves and gangsters and just uh, useless a burden to society. And you see our kids, you know, they're chanting the Shinga Arati, they're chanting Japa, they're bowing down, they're wearing Tilak, Sari, Doti, playing musical instruments, amazing kids. And these, these non-devotee kids are completely brainwashed by meat crisis. We'll talk about that later in this class and how they're completely brainwashed by media. And they just come out crooked you know, mom's, mom's out partying or mom's at work and the kids are home playing Xbox or some video game. I, I watched this. One devotee, a nice devotee family, don't get me wrong, but the kid is addicted to this video games. So I thought I heard this noise upstairs. We were staying with them. They're very wonderful devotees, disciples. I was holding this Bhakti Chura Maharaj. So I watched that noise. So I go upstairs and here's this kid in front of this big, huge screen, uh, color screen TV and they're playing some game you you uh, identify yourself with one of the players and they're beating each other and when you hit someone that makes a crunching noise of the bones breaking and blood spritz everywhere and in the background there's a hooded figure doing a human sacrifice on a stone altar and I thought what is this what is this and this is this is entertaining to kill people digitally on a TV screen to shoot them, to to break bones and make blood splatter ever, splatter everywhere. I mean, wh what is happening to society? Our our kids, our children, the the gems of our life are being brainwashed by this. So, in devotional life, we should be very very careful to guard our children 
against exposure to demoniac element online and in our own homes, uh, especially online, because I used to do uh, jail preaching, prison preaching in America, in North Carolina and Virginia. I was at one time going to five different prisons, and a huge percentage, especially one prison in Petersburg, Virginia, there's 1,400 prisoners in there, and about a thousand of them are in there for child pornography and sexual, uh, criminal sexual uh, activity with children. So it, there is the internet is a very dangerous place. Anyone who has a, a da very dangerous place for children, what to speak of adults? Anyone who has children should very carefully monitor and know where their kids are, what they're doing, and what they're seeing. Uh, what's what are they doing with the computer and, and uh, provide parental controls. There's a feature on most uh, internet programs that are computer programs to provide internet controls to monitor what your children are able to see because the most horrendous garbage is available with the click of a button. Even on my mobile phone I have this, it's a nice uh, panchang called Vic Panchang, what is TT, what is Vara, what is Nakshatra. So I'm looking, what is TT today? And because I'm too, <laughs> too cheap to buy the the paid version. So an ad comes up and it was a completely 110% pornographic ad. I don't need to see this. I didn't ask to see it. But these things are pushed on society. It's the most unfortunate thing just to make people lusty, greedy, envious, just to corrupt them, make them no better than animals. So we need to guard in our communities and especially in our families. We need to guard and be very uh, conscious of the danger that's lurking out there, and protect our children and protect ourselves also. And ever, we come to this material world to enjoy. So no problem. This is one of the principles of Grihastha Ashram. You want to enjoy. Man wants to enjoy with woman. Woman wants to enjoy with man. No problem. Call beautiful children into your life. Call special children into your life, and they'll, they'll delight you your whole life. And at the end of the life, at the end of your life, you can say to the Lord, these are the children. This is my service. I brought these children into the world. They became your great devotees, and I served them. So no disappointment. There are no regrets when the last breath comes in life. So Srila Prabhupada also writes here that uh, because Rishab, because uh, Bharat was the eldest son, he was in a superior position. So in our society also, there is an etiquette. We acknowledge superior and inferior. It's not that we're all the same. We're all the same in the Lord's eyes. That's a fact. And all devotees are worshipable. We bow down to devotees. We worship Vaishnavas. We, we bow down and pray because devotees are beloved to the Lord. We, we worship Vaishnavas. This is, the, this is the path to liberation. This is a path to please the Lord by offering honor and respect to his beloved devotees. But we should also note there are many definitions of superior. There's an etiquette to be observed. We're all one in the eyes of the Lord, but there's an etiquette to be observed also. Someone may be superior by age. Someone may be superior by initiation. Someone may be superior by realization. Someone may be superior by knowledge. There's many definitions of superior. So the common denominator is we take humble position and we respect everyone. But etiquette is there. But in spite of that, I'll say in my own example, in my own life, people say, oh, you're a Prabhupada disciple, Prabhupada disciple. Okay, okay. But there's many devotees, second generation devotees. I won't dare open my mouth in their present. This devotee, Gauranga Prabhu, uh, Amrendra Prabhu, Madhavananda Prabhu, those brilliant devotees, powerful preachers, um, empowered preachers. So I, I, I happily offer my obeisances to them because they're superior devotees. But there's an etiquette. They respect me, I respect them. This is the common denominator in Krishna conscious relationships. It's one of respect and humility. Not trying to push oneself forward, not become proud because of one's position. I'm older, I'm superior, I'm a Prabhupada disciple, I'm a sannyasi. We pray, And there's a nice story in connection with this verse. I don't know if I've told you before, but in case I haven't, I'll repeat it again. Srila Prabhupada, as we remember, was in Allahabad and he had his business there. I think it was called Day Pharmacy or something like that. 
So his uh, godbrother, his beloved godbrother, Adikeshava Das, Odbi Hare Kapoor, Prabhu, used to come in and visit Srila Prabhupada at his shop. And he was joking with Srila Prabhupada. He said, uh, Abhai Babu, you have so many different syrups here and pills and elixirs and basmas and gutikas and there's so many different kinds of medicine here. Do you have any medicine here? Can you give me any medicine here that will give me Krishna Prema? Prabhupada chuckled. He said, no, I don't have any such medicine, but I know the formula. Then he recited this verse. Chanadati sunechena tororapi sahishnana amani namanadena kirtaniya sadahari. He said, this verse is the formula by which we get Krishna Prema. So we can take note of that. And always take humble position. Amanina manadena. Give respect to everyone. But don't expect respect in return. And that's not always an easy thing to do. Sometimes it's very, very difficult, especially if someone's mistreating you. Uh, you feel offended. But the response to that is, is humility. Not an easy thing. I've many times fallen short of that. When there's some uh, offensive behavior on the part of another person. But this is the standard that we should strive for. Amanina, manadena. Amana, I don't need any respect. Manadena, we give respect to everyone else. <coughs> so because of his uh, unique qualification, Rishabdev also being the Supreme Personality of God who could understand who was fit to lead everyone else, and that was Bharat Maharaj. And he, as we read in the uh, translation, that serving Bharat Maharaj was as good as serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So in the same way, we also serve our Guru Maharaj, we serve Srila Prabhupada, the founder Acharya of this uh, wonderful Iskand society. And serving him, and serving your Guru, and also serving senior devotees, there's a chain, there's a chain of command, you can say, that we always are servants. This is the common denominator between all types of persons. Everyone is a servant. The Guru is a servant. He's the Supreme Personality of Servitor Godhead. He's not, he's Sakshadhari, but Supreme Personality of Servitor Godhead. Sevya Bhagawan and Sevaka Bhagawan. The Lord who is served and the Lord who is serving. So Guru is the Servitor Supreme Personality of Servitor Godhead. So we serve Sri Guru and we serve his representatives also. We serve all devotees. One time, Srila Prabhupada was with Dainapan. In the early days, all our BBT books were printed with a Japanese printing company called Dainapan. So Srila Prabhupada was negotiating hard in their meeting room with 20 or so different executives. And the Japanese system is they bow and they give you their card. So Srila Prabhupada had on the desk a whole stack of everyone's cards. After the meeting was over, one executive lingered, the junior executive of the group lingered, and Srila Prabhupada was chatting with him. So Srila Prabhupada asked him, what is the, your objective in life? What do you want out of life? What is the highest thing you hope to achieve in your life? So the junior executive took his card from the bottom of the stack and placed it on the top of the stack. <laughs> She would probably couldn't understand what is his objective in life. To be the top dog, to be the head, to be the big honcho, to be the top executive in the company. So this is our materialistic conditioning. Every, we want to be the boss. My way or the highway. Do what I say. Buckle down. Do, you know, boss people around. And society needs people like that also. That's a fact. Ishurabhav. This is described in Bhagavad Gita. Shauram Tejatir Daksham Daksham Chaptivalainam Ishrabhava Dan Ishrabhavascha Shatyakarma Sabhavajam. That someone who has this mentality of being the boss, okay, you be a leader. Iskan needs leaders. We respect leaders and we fall in behind. There's a saying in sort of a slang saying that lead, follow, or get out of the way. It's actually good advice. Be a leader or be a follower or get out of the way. Don't create problems. We should have the humility to be able to follow our leaders that have been appointed and empowered, actually, by our uh, Guru Parampara. So this is a good lesson that Rishabdev's eldest son, Bharat Maharaj, was given this responsible position. And Srila Prabhupada goes on to point out, quoting Bhagavatam, 
in a previous verse, Mahat, what do you say, Mahat Sevan Dwara Mahur Vimukte, that serving Mahat, serving a great devotee, opens the door to liberation. So we want that. All devotees are Mahat, are, are, are great personalities, no doubt. Even the youngest Bhakta is a great personality because he's come to surrender his life to Krishna. He's chanting the holy name, he's bowing down, he's Vasudeva Saravamiti Samahatma Sudurlava. He's a great soul. Rare soul because he's come to Krishna Bhakti. But we should follow those persons who have been put in charge. And that's just common sense. If we want society to go on practically, we should uh, follow our leaders. And there's some child's game like that too, I think, follow the leader. So it's not child's play to follow the leader in Krishna consciousness. Rather, it's the door to liberation, to take a humble position and follow. And of course, we should also mention that a leader should be qualified to lead. If he is misleading, he's not qualified to lead. So he is also, the onus of responsibility is on him to be qualified, which means he sets a perfect example. He's following the principles, he's chanting japa, he's preaching, he's leading by example. He's showing an example what it means to be Krishna conscious. So both things should be there. We should follow leaders and leaders should set proper example. If they're not, uh, they should step down, period. This is the Vedic system. This is just practical thing. Srila Prabhupada goes on to say about how Lord Krishna wanted Maharaj Yudhishthir to be the supreme emperor of this planet. Very important idea because as soon as the demons take over, what happens? Well, and to answer that question, all we have to do is open the newspaper, turn on the television if you have one, I hope not, or open the internet, open any, uh, your, what is it, uh, Microsoft News, and what do you see? It's all, all blatant propaganda meant to brainwash people, Com- meant to completely brainwash people. And I see here in India, I guess it's easier for me to see because I'm coming from a different cultural background, but I'm astonished that you see these big movie posters plastered everywhere. And who's the hero? What is the, the presentation of the ideal man, the hero? You know, he wears a black leather jacket, he's got a beard, he smokes cigarettes, he drinks alcohol, he drives a motorcycle, and he has three or four girlfriends. Oh, and he's a criminal. He's, in, he's involved in some gang. And this is, the, this is the, the iconic picture of what is a successful man. The, the cool guy is, has these characteristics. And the cool girl, she's showing her body all up to the whole world. Like this, uh, what's her name? Mm. She has a Western husband. Somebody, Jonas. Anyway, I can't remember her name. Chopra. Her name's Chopra. Last name is Chopra. Anyway, she's like a prostitute. Just exposing her body to the world. Now, what does a young girl think when she sees that? her picture on the internet exposing half of her, her chest to the public and half of her body just here's my body everyone can look and see what does a young girl think oh here's a successful young actress a model something to be emulated something to follow and she'll think I should also expose my body I should also behave like a prostitute I should also you like all these movie actors and actresses are being indicted for drug abuse for selling and using drugs so what does the general innocent public, public populace think? Oh, I should do that too. They're the, they're the ideal. We look up to them. We want their autograph. We want to watch their movie. We pay money to go see them in the movie theater. But what kind of person are they? They're all corrupt. Completely corrupt. In this way, there's a whole generation of youth, generation after generation, I should say, that are being completely brainwashed to think, that drug abuse, uh, in, inappropriate sexual behavior, alcoholism, criminal behavior, shooting guns, murder, fighting, boyfriend, girlfriend, that this is just normal because it's what they grow up with. I was in Howrah Station one time, coming down the escalator or stairs maybe, I don't remember. And on the wall was a flat screen TV. Not huge, but pretty big. And on the screen were inappropriately dressed dancing girls, a whole line of girls dancing and shaking their body. Now, even 10 years ago, 
certainly 20 years ago, people would throw stones at this and tear it off the wall for being inappropriate. But because this is constantly fed to society in, on billboards, in media, on television, on internet, mobile phone, image after image after image of the same thing, people think, oh, this is normal. And it's molding people's, molding people's behavior. It's molding their values. This is nothing less than brainwashing propaganda. And the whole, the whole uh, tenor of society, the whole characteristic of society, the whole character of society becomes crooked because of the way people are brainwashed like this. So why does it happen? Because there's no good ruler. Maharaj Yudhishthir, as soon as he saw a man ready to kill a cow, he's beating a cow. He's already beaten three legs down. He's standing on one leg, the leg of truthfulness. Maharaj immediately drew his sword, I'll kill you. But there's no leader like that today. Rather, the leaders are promoting these things. The leaders are placed in their position by moneyed elite because the whole if we if we say in english follow that you want to know why something happens follow the money follow the money why is society being completely manipulated and made like animals made them unhappy envious greedy lusty depressed they're creating this mood in society because a lusty envious greedy depressed person is a very good customer and they're easily swayed. They're easily brainwashed to think, all you need is a new car. All you need is a new house. In fact, you need two cars and jewelry and clothes and TVs and electronics and all the so-called goodies of material life that you can't take with you when you die. But they're brainwashed to work hard to slave and go into debt over and over and over into debt, plastic debt, credit card debt, to create billions and billions of dollars, trillions of dollars of income for the moneyed elite. They've simply bought off the intelligent class of men and made them slaves. Intelligent class of men are meant to guide human society. They're meant to be the leaders, as Bharat Maharaj is nominated to be the leader here by Rishabde because he knows Bharat Maharaj, that whatever a great man does, people will follow. Because we, we have this human characteristic. We're, we're fo- most people are like sheep. They're followers. Or people say, a, a person who is a sheep is a sheeple. <laughs> people are mostly sheeples. They just follow. So if they follow a good person, like Bharat Maharaj, then society becomes prosperous, happy, God-conscious, satisfied, peaceful. But if they follow a demoniac person who simply wants to accumulate more and more money, Kamo, uh, what is that? I can't remember. Kamo Sme Bharatashwa, that, that lust is never sad. Lust is never satisfied. burns like fire. Lust burns like fire and is never satisfied. So these moneyed people are never satisfied with manipulating human society to increase the volume of their profit. They asked Howard Hughes one time, who was at the time one of the richest men of the world. They said, Mr. Hughes, uh, you can buy anything you want. You can buy a country if you want. You can buy your own island. You can buy a state. You have enough money to buy anything you want. So what is it that you want in life? With all your money, what is it you want? He said immediately, more money. (laughs) Just give me more. This is the nature of material desire. Never satisfied. Like fire, fire is never satisfied. One match can burn down entire city. In fact, there was an example of that, the great Chicago fire in the early 1900s, I think. Somebody's cow was having a bad day. They were milking the cow in the barn with a kerosene lantern, and the cow kicked over the lantern. The lantern caught, hold of, caught the straw on fire, the straw caught the, the barn on fire, the barn caught the neighborhood on fire, the neighborhood caught half the city went up in smoke. 
from one lantern. But if that lantern just sits there, what will happen? It will go out. If there's no fuel supplied to it, it will go out. This is the nature of fire. But the more fuel you supply, the more greed, the more lust, the more envy, the more depression, the more unsatisfactory lifestyle, then they just want more and more and more. And the greedy industrialists, the moneyed class of men, are very happy to supply more and more and more simply for a profit. And they've purchased the intelligent class of men. The intelligent class of men, Brahmanas, because Krishna says, Chaturvanyam Maya Shishtam Guna Karma Vibhagasa. Is I've created the system. It's not an artificial imposition on human society. There is, there is an intelligent class of men. There is a leader class of men. Your policemen, politicians, administrators, powerful personalities. There's a Vaishya class of men who is, their whole life is centered around profit, enjoying profit, accumulating. And there's a simple class of men who simply wants to work and have simple life, have a nice sense gratification. They're satisfied with that. But human society is meant to be led by the Brahminical class of men, the intelligent class of men. But they, in Kali Yoga, they've been purchased by the, so, by the uh, Vaishyas. They've been purchased to create more and more uh, types of uh, products to present to society to consume. A faster car, a smaller cell phone, a flatter sc- uh, screen TV, a more powerful computer. Uh, all these different things are the products of intelligent persons. They're amazing uh, contraptions. They're amazing uh, I mean, what, what was just a dream when I was a child is t- re- reality today. When I was a child, the Sunday paper used to come out with funny papers, the comic strips. And there was a comic strip with Dick Tracy. He was a police officer, and his job was to bust the bad guys. So every Sunday there was a serial uh, about Dick Tracy busting the bad guys. And Dick Tracy had his gun, and he had a wrist radio. It was like a, a radio strapped to like a watch, and he could talk into his watch. So what was just a dream, what was fiction and phantasmagoria in the 60s is in the in 2020, the 2000, is reality. So what it, how does this come about? By the genius of the intelligent class of men that are supposed to be directing human society, not being producing newer and newer gadgets to attract the attention of human society. That are, that, and they, what are those gadgets? They're actually programmed. They're programmed to become obsolete in a few years. The iPhone. It's programmed to eat your battery within a few years. People think, oh, I've got a nice, beautiful iPhone, so nice. But their battery's useless. And they can't be replaced without ripping the whole phone apart. This is planned obsolescence. They plan it, so why? You'll have to buy a new one. When mobile phones first came out, you pop off the back, that battery goes bad, it won't hold the charge. You pop off the back, buy a new battery, stick it in, you're good to go. But are are they easily changeable today? Why? Because they want you to buy a new phone. Why? Because they want to make money. The whole genius of the intellectual class of men has been misdirected to exploit human society by the Vaishya community whose only interest is profit. So this is the problem with bad leadership. Whole human society becomes perverse because of this simple thing, because of no leadership. So our proposition is to give good direction to to human society. This is Brahminical life. In human society, although the Declaration of Independence says we are all created equal, what is that equality? Only equality that is actually true is our equality in the eyes of God. Any other so-called equality is simply a myth. But this is the myth that people say, that people present, they preach this. We're all equal. Gender equality, social equality, economic equality, we all have equal equality, but in the, eye, in the eyes of God, in spiritual life, we're equal. But materially, we're all different. Who, what foolish person says we're all equal? 
Someone's more intelligent, someone's less intelligent. Someone's an athlete, someone's a couch potato. Someone's rich, someone's poor. Someone's healthy, someone's diseased. Someone's old, someone's young. There's hundreds of thousands of varieties in human society. How are we all equal? So the whole principle of Varnashram, we can touch on Varnashram briefly in this discussion, the whole principle of Varnashram is to categorize that, okay, your intelligent class, this is your dharma to guide society. Live a simple life. Brahminical life means nine qualities, nine karmas, and uh, six types of work. <coughs> Guna and karma. Samodhamatabhasocham kantir arjavam evacha jnana bhijnanam astikyam brahma karma sabhavajam. This is the, the qualities by which a Brahman is meant to work. That peacefulness, self-control, austerity, cleanliness, mercy, all these qualities are the hallmark of someone who's actually a Brahmana. Brahmana is not birth birth. Maharaj Yudhishthir told, no, Narada Muni told Maharaj Yudhishthir, Yasya ya lakshanam proktam pumsam barnabhyabanjikam yanandratyati disheta tattainaiva vinir If someone is born, and the family of Brahmanas, but he has the guna, the qualities of a shudra. He is a shudra. And conversely, if someone is born in the family of shudras, but he has the quality of a Brahman, he is a Brahman by quality. <coughs> guna, karma, vibhagasha. Vibhagasha means divisions, categories. And they are de- determined, they are de- delineated by guna and karma. So Brahman has nine qualities and six types of work. Patan, patan, yajan, yajan, dana, pratigraha. A Brahman is meant to worship the Lord. And he's meant to teach other people to worship the Lord. In other words, his duty is to teach other people how to come to the Brahminical stage of life. The Vaishnava stage of life. Because Vaishnava is automatically Brahmana. (coughs) Patan, patan. He's meant to study Shastra and teach Shastra. And dana, pratigraha. He's meant to accept charity and give charity also. This is revolutionary in so-called Brahmin families. They just get fat taking, and take, uh, taking donations. But they're meant to give also and lead very simple life. These are the regulations, the rules for Brahminical society. Varnasham Dharma imposes rules. You want, you want to identify as a Brahmin? Then these are the, this is the standard you have to come to. Not by birth, not by votes, not by your own imagination. There's a standard. If someone wants to be a Katriya, then Shoyam Teja, Dritir Daksham, Yudje Chapyapalayanam, Dhanam Ishwarabhavascha, Shatu Karmasabhavajam. That Shoyam has to be heroic. He's not a wimp that sits behind a computer killing people, pressing buttons to drop bonds and send missiles to kill people. He's the first to go into battle. Teja, he's powerful. Powerful in body, powerful in determination, in generosity, in expertise. He's a controller. He's known by his quality. So human society means to be organized in this way. Srila Prabhupada says over and over again throughout his purports, if you do a folio search for Varnashram Dharma, for Vedic culture, for Brahmana, Shatri, Vaishya, Shudra, there are literally thousands of hits where Prabhupada talked about it over and over again where he said that human society begins with Varnashram Dharma. Without Varnashram Dharma, it's animal society. Because Varnashram means you're obliged, you're working in a particular way, you're obliged to work in a particular way. I'll give you an example in Ashram. If you go to the temple for Mangalarti or you're there for the Sunday feast and you see a person wearing orange cloth and he... Uh, has a uh, iPhone, a big gold chain, diamond ring, mustache, and he's talking to a girl. What will you think? This guy is a cheater. He's a pretender. Go put on some white. Be a, be honest. You think you're a cheater? Why? Because this behavior is inappropriate for a Bhamachari ashram. But if you see a grihasta with the same phone, same dress, he's talking to a woman. No one will complain. Rather, you think here is a successful man. Wearing expensive jewelry. Nice married man, nice family life. Please join her. Come join us. It's the same phone. 
it's the same jewelry. But because it's appropriate for Grihasta Ashram, <coughs> no one will say anything. But if Brahmachari Sanyasi does that, people will object. Grihasta lives in the same house, may sleep in the same room with his wife. But Sanyasi, he can't stay in the same room for a moment, alone with a woman. It's forbidden. Srila Prabhupada was with Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Same devotee, Odbi Hare Kapoor, and his wife were there. So they're talking, and the wife, who was by age calculation uh, as good as the granddaughter of Saraswati Thakur, and she asked him, Oh, Gurudev, I, can I speak to you? I have a question for you. Saraswati Thakur said, Of course, ask anything. No, 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 I want to speak to you privately. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, I cannot speak to a young woman privately. Showing the example. He's a completely liberated soul. He's a participant in Krishna Leela. Come from the spiritual world. Way, millions of light years beyond any conception of material contamination. But he said, to show the example, I cannot speak to a young woman or any woman alone. And even Srila Prabhupada also showed this example. When his sister would come, an elderly woman, a Vaishnavi, his sister, Prabhupada, to show the example, insisted that another devotee be present in the room, another male devotee be present in the room, to show the example. So there, the point is this, that there's rules for ashram, there's rules for varna, and if society is not organized in, uh, according to those rules, then it's simply animal society. So this is the necessity to make that kind of organization. It's the necessity of the leader to have a, a dharmic leader like Bharat Maharaj, after whom whole of India is now. Actually, at the time of Bharat Maharaj, the whole world was Bharat Varsha. The whole world was Bharat. Everyone paid tribute to Bharat Maharaj because he was empowered representative of the Lord. He w organized society because he knew, first of all, he knew what was good for society and what wasn't. And this is revolutionary. Because in this, in this demoniac culture, no one cares what is good for society. They're simply exploiting society and taking advantage of society and just milking them dry, taking everything from them and not giving anything back. <coughs> Excuse me. So there's a, there's a crying need for leadership in human society. And it's not that, you know, overnight this can happen, but at least in our society, we should show an example of this, to bow down to the good advice of real Brahmins, thoughtful persons, who are, who are as they say, walking the talk, not just talking about Brahminical life, but living Brahminical life. We should take advice from them. We should follow our leaders, qualified leaders. And devotees that are working as, as vaishas should be completely, we should, wish, we should pray for their success and not be envious. We should pray for their success. Be wealthy, be fantastically wealthy because devotees know what to do with money. And if you're not a successful businessman, if you're not a leader, you're not a priest or a teacher, a pujari, then do some service. Help someone who is. This is Varnashram Dharma. This is a, a functional model by which the whole society, human society, can prosper in. And without that, Prabhupada said, animal society. So there's cooperation. And Prabhupada also make, takes note that the person, he said one time, the person washing the floor and the person dressing the deity, same. Because they're serving the Lord. This is Daivi Varnashram, not Asura Varnashram, just Varnashram for Varnashram's sake. But the principle of Varnashram, Daivi Varnashram, is that Krishna is the objective. Varnashram Acharavata Purishena Parasparman, that this is the way, Nanyatatosha Karanam, this is the only way to satisfy the Lord, making Him the objective of the whole Varnashram institution. Not looking down on someone else because of their social position, but loving all Vaishnavas. He may be a Shudra Vaishnava, he may be a Brahman Vaishnava, whatever he is, he's a Vaishnava, Vaishnavi. 
we should honor and love Vaishnavas regardless of their social position, regardless of their economic position, their knowledge, their renunciation, whatever they are, we love Vaishnavas. We serve Vaishnavas. Like when Advaita Charya made this big festival, who did he give Shraddha Patra to? To Haridas Thakur. <laughs> all the Brahmins are freaking, what, what is this? He's a Malachi, he's an outcast, he's a Muslim. And you're honoring him? Advaita Charya said, by honoring him, by feeding him, I'm feeding 10,000 Brahmins. Why? Because he's pure devotee. Because he's pure devotee. 100% devotee of the Lord. So we love all Vaishnavas. We don't discriminate against anyone by caste, by birth, by nationality, by gender. But we organize according to one's capacity to serve. We're not all the same in this way. Materially, we're not all the same. But spiritually, we're all the same. We have equal opportunity to go back home, back to Gahadin. Mam hi parte vyapashritya. We take shelter of Krishna, upashritya. Ye bisu papa yon. It doesn't matter who you are. Means go back to Godhead. This is our objective. And what does it matter? If you go back to Godhead from Grihastha Ashram or you go back to Godhead from uh, Sannyasa Ashram, you're going back to Godhead. This is a perfection of life. Why discriminate? So we find that situation in life where we can prosper, where we can be happy, where we can be satisfied. And in that way, make progress in Krishna consciousness. Asha means ashraya, ashita, shelter. Find where you can be sheltered and happy in your spiritual life and make progress towards life's ultimate goal, going back to Godhead. So this verse is very important, <coughs> giving so many uh, good uh, advice to us. Prabhupada's purport is a little diverse, but he makes many different things. We talked about Garbhadhan, Sanskar, we talked about social divisions, about serving Vaishnavas, about Krishna putting devotees in charge of the planet. And that's another thing. <laughs> become, if, if we become qualified, Krishna is ready to give the whole... Has he gave it to Yudhishthira Maharaj? He's ready to give to his devotee. But why are we not getting it? Because we're not qualified. So we should strive to become better devotees. Krishna is ready to reciprocate. So anyone has any comment or question? <coughs> or any correction? I may have made some mistake. I can read the book one more time. Translation, my dear boys, you are all born from my heart, which is the seat of all spiritual qualities. Therefore, you should not be like materialistic and envious men. You should accept your eldest brother, Bharat, who is exalted in devotional service. If you engage yourselves in Bharat service, your service to him will exclude, include my service, and, he, and you will rule the citizens automatically. Questions, comments? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Madhana Pranam to you. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Thank you so much for your wonderful association uh, through this class. And... Uh, you know, I just wanted to, uh, this is very, very nice to hear uh, in the first paragraph, you know, it says that uh, it's like uh, the, to, you know, it's connected to the reproduction of a child, it's connected to the heart, right? So, yes. it says that, so you explained saying that, uh, the devotee couple, they chant 50 times, uh, you know, in, in the, they are in Krishna consciousness and then they conceive and, and think of 50 this. Rounds, as a, 50 rounds, Mataji. Sorry? 50. 50 rounds. 50 rounds each of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, especially both of them are devotees. So, now, when they chant, so basically, uh, how is the chanting and how is the conceiving and the heart uh, you know what is the connection here because uh, if you think of it it's like something you know I mean they chant the rounds and then you know they conceive right but yes. uh, is it because uh, Krishna is in our heart uh, so in that connection it is said uh, I've, I've heard this first time it's, it's really wonderful this is mentioned but I just wanted you to elaborate a little bit more on this point Prabhupada says in the purport, according to the heart's position, situation, the semen takes the form of a body. 
our, our, our heart means our chitta, our consciousness. We, we feel like our consciousness is in our head. Right? We people say, oh, I'm, I'm so angry, my head's going to burst. That's actually it's taking place in our heart. Heart is the seat where the soul is situated in the, in the heart. And Krishna is there in the heart. So when there's heart's connection with the Lord by worship, then Prabhupada says here, the semen takes the form of a body. So th- this is the way in which Krishna uh, spiritualizes the entire situation. He sends a soul, that the a particular soul, because the soul, um, Bhagavatam says, karmana daiva natrena jantra deho papataya stripavishta udaran pungsareta kanashaya. That these, by daiva netrena, by the will of higher authority, the demigods, the Supreme Lord ultimately, the soul, pumsa reta, reta means the particle, the, the single cell of male semina. The soul takes shelter, pumsa reta kanashraya. Kanashraya means to take shelter. Pumsa reta he takes shelter and is injected within the womb of a wife, mother. <coughs> mother is like a garden, father is like the seed. Both are required to have, to have any fruit or vegetable. So that consciousness is within our heart and we purify our heart by the process of sadhana, by bhakti, by chanting the Lord's name. It purifies our consciousness. And this is, this is why our japa should be japa and not just external, artificial, got to get it done, I'm, I'm bored with this, okay, they told me to do this, okay, I'm going to do it. But conscious japa, consciously focusing the mind, which is our consciousness, our chitta, focusing the mind on the Lord. And when the consciousness is focused on the Lord, then one particular soul, out of all the different souls that inhabit these millions of tiny male uh, sperm cells, one is, by the arrangement to the Lord, one is directed to impregnate that tiny little egg. It's an amazing thing, actually. Such microscopic thing is going on inside the woman's body. Why is one soul impregnating the, the, the ovum? And it becomes 2, it becomes 4, it becomes 8, 16, 32, 64, 128, 256. It divides, it makes blastula, a hollow cell, like a pea, Prabhupada would say. Why one, one cell carrying one soul by our consciousness? That's what this is the meaning when Prabhupada says, the semen takes the form of a body. The semen doesn't have a body. A sperm cell doesn't have a body. And the egg cell is not a body, but it creates a body by our consciousness, according, as it says here, to the heart situation, to our consciousness. Our heart situation means our consciousness. So, of course, many great souls have come without any Garbhadhan Sanskar by the will of the Lord, but this isn't Prabhupada's recommendation to Grihastha couples. <coughs> The, the principle is to consciously call to the Lord, to pray to the Lord, to worship the Lord for this purpose, that you please send your devotee. I want, I want to serve your devotee. Send your personal associate. I want to serve him or her and help them in their, their devotional life. It's a, it's a very wonderful thing if you meditate on the whole process. So I hope that sheds a little light on what yes, Prabhupada Thank you so much. So uh, basically, the 50 rounds chanting is not uh, is not mentioned in the shastras that Prabhupada has recommended. There is a, there is a system. This Dasavidya Sanskar mentioned in shastra. Garbhadan Sanskar is one of the sanskars. It is in shastra. Prabhupada simplified the whole thing. He said simply chant 50 rounds because the whole Garbhadan Sanskar may not be practical for a husband and wife to perform all different types of mantras and meditation and yagya and dhyana and, you know, all different, it's, it's an involved process. So he encapsulated the whole, because what is the essence of Shastra? Uh, what is it? Iti sudashikam namnam kalikam asanasam nata parato paya sarva If you look throughout whole Shastra, what is the essence of all Shastra? The, the whole cream, 
Saram Saram Samudratam is chanting Krishna's name. So the purpose of all these rituals is encapsulated, is within the chanting of Krishna's name. Dhanavrata tapastirta yatradina chayastito shakti yodeva hatam sarva papa is the dana, vrata, tapas, tirta, yatra, everything, the benefit of all those things is contained in the chanting of Krishna's name. So, Prabhupada simplified everything. Instead of these involved ritualistic ceremonies, which people may do, but not understand the purpose of, do just chant Krishna's name. Focus on Krishna's name. Spend the day chanting and meditating and praying. And then go for a union and pray to the Lord to send his devotees. Such he simplified everything. <clears throat> this is this is the whole essence of everything. Always remember Krishna, never forget him. So that serves a purpose. Well, thank you so much, Prabhuji. Anyone else? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandotrana. Uh, it was so nice to hear. Uh, always, uh, it's like uh, I, whenever I hear your class, I feel like uh, Prabhupada is speaking. Because <coughs> there's... Uh, oh, we can uh, <laughs> It's uh, so similar. And uh, it really <coughs> brings me to that uh, mood, I mean, feeling of uh, hearing directly from Prabhupada. That is very kind of you to stay so Prabhu. Thank you. Anything else? Prabhuji, I have one more question uh, not related to the class. Anything? Uh, so we read that, that uh, you know, the uh, material world is one-fourth part and three-fourth part is the uh, the Vekunta and uh, this, uh, uh, you know, the spiritual world, right? So, so much is okay. of the universe uh, is given there and so less is given uh, to the material world. But then again in the material world, uh, you know, uh, it's just the opposite that the devotees are very less and, uh, you know, the other people are more, materialistic people are more there than the devotees um, on this planet. That's why devotees are, you know, distributing books and trying to, because they know that Krishna has said in the Bhagavad Gita that, uh, you know, Krishna wants that each and every soul should go back to Godhead. So they are trying to give these books to Prabhupada so they can get enlightened and not waste their life in the repeated cycle, right? So if we see this yes. scenario, uh, I mean, like I said, one third... Uh, one-fourth or I don't know, three-fourth is the material world, one-fourth is the, uh, the material world and three-fourth is the spiritual world. So here we see that there's so much of hope because, you know, the, uh, the, uh, like where we want to go is such a big place, it's three-fourth, this is just a small place. But then again, we are a minority here and uh, only few people are like kind of practicing. If we take into account the whole world population, right, the Krishna consciousness, so, um, I mean, how many will go back? Because that place is so big, but this... So the scenario is like, here we are few, and, you know, there are more materialistic, and there the spiritual world is big, and the material world is small. So can you shed some light on this, uh, uh, you know, not so very intelligent question, but uh, just... Uh, I was no, thinking... Start for, <clears throat> let's start for question, Mati. This, this material world is not... We didn't come here to serve Krishna. I mean, there are liberated souls that do so. But all of us came to this material world to enjoy our senses. So by the, the grace of liberated souls, by the grace of devotees, we've also come to Krishna consciousness and we're able to get out. It's just like... I'll use the analogy again. There's many parallel analogies to preaching in prison. Amazing analogies, actually. Because it's a direct relationship to our situation. They're locked in prison. Why? Because they've committed an offense. They've broken the law. So unless someone comes in to help them, then how will they ever get out? They can they can pay their, their 
spend their time, but then they have to go to a halfway house, halfway house, they have a parole officer, parole officer is saying, okay, you have to do like this, you have to check in, you have to do like this, and then you can be completely free. So Sri Guru is like parole officer. They, we, they spend their time in prison, they've reformed themselves, and they're not completely free. If they follow the rules of the parole officer, then they're, then they're completely free. I had this experience. One person was uh, selling property of the U.S. government. He was in the army, and he was selling army uh, property on the street, black market. He got caught and thrown in jail for 15 years. <clears throat> so much time for him to get out. He had to go to a halfway house. He's not completely free. He had a car. He had a job. But he had to go to the halfway house and report to his parole officer. But because he disregarded his parole officer's rule and took the car and ran to Mexico with it, he got arrested and thrown back in prison. So something like that, parole officer means Sri Guru, his instructions. The fortunate souls, Brahmanda Brahmite Kunya Bhagyavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasadi Pai Bhakti Lata Bij. Someone who's Bhagyavan Jeev, very fortunate, gets Guru and the, the, in mantra, Bhakti Lata Bij, the, the seed of Krishna Bhakti is, is implanted in the heart at the time of initiation by the Guru. So by that, after wandering through millions of universes for millions of lifetimes, he can become free. But we have to follow. So we get out of this material world because this is like the prison. This is a prison. Durga. Durga means difficult to go. We're locked in by the modes of material nature. Satam Rajas Tamas. We're locked into the modes of material nature. Forgetful of Krishna. So who comes to take us out? Sri Guru, by his instruction. If we follow, then we're free. If we neglect the instructions of spiritual master, we fall back down into material life. So there's a, a, a very parallel analogy with prison life here, in this world, and prison life in the prison within a prison. Because that's what it is. A prison of this material world is a prison within a prison. We're also prisoners. We're thinking we're free, but we're not actually free. We're under the modes, under the control of the modes of material nature. And only Krishna, Maya, Dakshina, Prakriti, only Krishna is the controller of Maya. But Mama Maya, Durateya, with that Maya is very difficult to overcome. But how? Mama Viye, Prabhadjante. But how do we, Prabhadjante, how do we surrender to Krishna? By following the instructions of Guru. And then we get out of the whole mess. And anyone who doesn't have that opportunity, then they stay here. In, in life after life after life, it's the saddest thing. If we actually have vision of what is happening to the masses of people. Just for lack of what we take as everyday knowledge, they're taking birth over and over again. So devotees, this is why, Kripa Sindhu Vyevacha, they're Kripa Sindhu, they're ocean of mercy. Why? Because they want to give this Bhakti Lata Bij. Take Krishna. Take Guru's advice. Read this book, Chant Hare Krishna. Get out of this material. Get out of prison. <clears throat> but only a fortunate people, person, Bhagavan Jeev, will take that advice and go back to Godhead. At least make progress in this lifetime and get a better life the next time around. 